Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, the Ali podcast, where we talk about, you know, journalism. Uh, yeah, basically everything about journalism. So today we're going to be talking about reviews, which is kind of uh, different from what you've been doing about editorials and everything. So, uh, okay, so reviews, right? I chose two reviews, one by Third Coast Review and one by Daily Review about the same movie. Uh, a movie called Avengers Endgame. So the reason I chose this movie was because it's really controversial. It wasn't. Let's not say controversial. Let's just say that it was very popular at the time. It was the most anticipated movie of all time, and it is the highest grossing movie of all time. So of course I wanted to see what people's opinions on it were. Uh, some people said that it was just famous because of hype, and some people said that it was famous because of other things such as uh, actual good production quality. So. Yeah, so the way I found these reviews where I went onto uh, Rotten Tomatoes and I looked, I looked into uh, critic reviews because user reviews are often, although they're accurate, critic reviews are more made by professionals, you know. So I went on critic reviews and I went from the highest rated, five stars, and then I went to the lowest rated, one star. And I didn't expect to find many one star reviews since this movie was very anticipated. And giving a one-star review would really hurt a critic's image because it's such, it's such a loved movie. So, uh, but however, I did manage to find that one bad review. Uh, so, yeah. First, uh, the first, the first article is written by, uh, the first article is written by a man named Steve Prokopi. I don't know if I butchered that name, but we'll go with it, right? So, uh, the article's name is The End is Here in Marvel's Avengers Endgame, which uh, doesn't really tell anything about the tone of the article. Maybe he could be talking about, if it's bad, maybe he could be talking about, it's good. But soon as you read the first sentence, you'll realize the bias that he has. So he wrote, this is a nearly impossible review to write because it is so wholly satisfying that the inclination is to leave even the smallest plot elements a surprise for those who have been waiting more than 10 years and 22 movies to get to their three-hour epic that is Avengers Endgame. So, of course, you can hear just by the adjectives, you know, the, the terms that he uses, wholly satisfying, you know, a surprise. He calls it a three-hour epic. Says it's been building up for 10 years. So, from that sentence, there's five or six examples of what his bias is towards the, towards the, towards the movie. Uh, so the tone, of course, if you read throughout the article, the tone is very satisfying. It seems, in a way, wholesome that this man who's been waiting for 10 years to watch this movie, and he's finally satisfied. It feels like he's ended this whole journey. And he talks about, uh, he talks about the little, you know, the little plot elements and talks about everything, basically everything. And he, it's very, it's very satisfying to read. Purely because it doesn't feel like a review, it feels more like a. Uh, it feels more like a, a discussion with someone talking about how much they love that universe, how, how much they appreciate it. My second review was written by, which I also found on uh, Rock Tomatoes, is written by, it was published on a place called Daily Review, and is written by a guy named Luke Buckmaster. The title is Avengers Endgame and the Apocalypse of Cinema. So even though it kind of seems like it has a negative undertone, you don't really 
have an idea of what it might seem like. So once you read throughout the article, you can kind of figure out what 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 he's talking about. The the there's a bolded text under the title, which would be the subtitle, and in there he writes, "Is Avengers Endgame one of the worst blockbuster movies ever made? Should it even be called a movie in the first place?" In a blistering critique exploring the final installments of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the culture that and the culture that allowed these stupendous productions to prosper. Critic Luke Buckmaster raises important questions about the current state of cinema and what lies ahead for the medium of motion pictures. Uh, and the, of course, the first sentence that he writes himself is, As I observe the gods of the Marvel Cinematic Universe stomping across the big screen at Avengers Endgame, each of these titans representing their own endless continuum of brand affiliations and corporate raison d'être, French word, kind of butchered it again, the cacophonous tableau in front of me was contrasted by a stillness inside. He used a lot of big words there, and normally I wouldn't understand them, but just by just by the tone of what he says, using words like endless continuum, brand affiliations, corporate raison d'être, the cacophonous of tab- the cacophonous tableau, you know, all these big words, it seems like he's kind of, it seems almost as he's mocking it. Uh, but just from the subtitle, I know that he's not only talking about Avengers Endgame, he's talking about blockbuster movies in general. So the article goes on to talk about, it seems very strict. It seems like he's trying to get his message across that he doesn't really connect with these blockbuster movies anymore. Because at this point, he thinks that they're all just uh, huge money grabs. To the point where they're just used to sell merchandise. They're just used to make money, sell tickets. And that's about their only purpose. He doesn't believe that these blockbuster movies are trying to develop the story in, in any way so yeah those are the those are the two articles since this movie has been built up for around 20 to 10 years throughout 22 movies there are a lot of illusions illusions throughout the articles uh they talk about past movies especially the daily review one the negative one uh he he even makes allusion to superman so, so let me just explain what happens in the movie real quick. So the movie prior, half of everyone in the universe died due to a villain, right? So what they do in Endgame is that they use time travel to bring everyone back. Uh, and the, the author of this review really thought that that was kind of a cheap out and thought that that was just a way from them to put the whole thing to rest and never talk about it again. So the last sentence here is, Thus, everything can be undone, redone, whatever. There, you can tell by just the word choice that he doesn't really care. It's not that he doesn't care, but he's just, he's annoyed to talk about it at this point. He says, thus, everything can be undone, redone, whatever. It is the equal worst plot development in a superhero movie since Chris, Christopher Reeves spanned, spanned, the, spanned the Earth backwards in the original Superman. So, just by, like, that was a very aggressive sentence. The worst plot development in a superhero movie. Since the iconic scene, which you probably know is that scene in Superman where Lois Lane dies and the, the wall collapses and everything. And, uh, Superman turns back time and he undoes everything. So even though a lot of fans even agreed that that was kind of cheap out, it's still made for a great movie. But this, but uh, our man here, Luke Buckmaster disagrees and says that it was a it was a cheap cop out. So that was some of the illusion he used. He even 
alluded to Pulp Fiction, very obviously. He says, during what alcoholics call a moment of clarity, to borrow words spoken by Samuel L. Jackson on Pulp Fiction, revelation dawned that this is what pop culture means in 2019. Endgame and his predecessor, the equally and intensely mediocre Avengers Infinity War, are the defining cultural texts of our time. So, that was this article is very long. Very long. Not to say that it's wrong, but it's very long. There's multiple sections called, let me go through the names. They're called A New Era of Advertising, where he talks about uh, how these movies are just, the, the sole purpose of these movies is to sell merchandise. The next one is called, Here's Why Infinity War and Endgame Aren't Movies, which is also like very aggressive. Next one is Blockbuster Ads and Ads Are Blockbusters. And the next one is The Idiotic Grip of Spoiler Paranoia. Uh, he goes on, the, the anonymous style of MCU movies, the disintegration of critical uh, of critical voices, and the last one, advertisements of advertisements. So, it's clear, it's very clear that he does not like this movie at all. He thinks it's a money grab, and he doesn't even think that they're movies at this point, which in that section he talks about why they're so blockbuster, and they're so, um, they're so just... They're, they're split into so many movies that he thinks that at this point they're TV programs. They're two-hour episodes, 22 episodes, and that's where the season ends, you know, at the end. So, at the in ending. So, clearly he does not like this at all. Uh, logos, pathos, and ethos are very much used. So, since the movie was a really emotional moment for a lot of moviegoers, for a lot of diehard Marvel fans, because it was the end of an era, uh, the the authors made sure to use ethos a lot, especially the the hater, because he uh, he really did use I and us and we a lot to explain that he didn't like the movie. Uh, Logos is of course used, but not as much because uh, at this point, they're it's a movie talking about they're really talking about their opinions about a movie. And opinions don't really use facts that much, but they still do use it to prove their 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 opinion and their hypotheses sometimes. So, uh, yeah, that's the ways that those are used. The one I would say was more convincing, although it does hurt me to say it. I would have to say, uh, I would have to say the guy that did not like the movie, because at the end of the day, he did use more facts. The, the third coast review, the one who liked the movie, he was more into. This is why I like the movie. This is, uh, this is why it hurt. The best why this is why it hit me emotionally. This is why you should like it. This is why everything. And it was a very good review. In fact, I would say it was a better review. But the one that was more convincing would be the daily review, uh, purely because this is one of the longest articles I've ever read. I can keep scrolling and scrolling. Uh, yeah, he uses a lot of logos, a lot of ethos, and a lot of pathos. All three of them, because he had so much to write about. Uh, however, you could still make a case that Third Coast Review is equally as convincing. Although it is, I could even say, a quarter of the length of the other one. It's, even though it's still long, it's still a quarter of the length of the other one, but it still gets its point across. Still, It says everything that the article says on an opposite viewpoint in fewer words and fewer time. So that's why, that's, that's where my viewpoint stands. Uh, thank you for tuning into my podcast, and I'll see you guys next time.